You're listening to The Gospel Underground, the only podcast that helps new and aspiring gospel artists develop the skills to become influential music ministers. It features resources and tips to help empower indie artists to own and operate their music ministry for major impact. And I'm your host, Janice Levon. So let's get this show started. Catch it in the TV, catch it on the road, catch it in the church house, sing it to the souls. This is different from any other sound because you're listening to the gospel underground. Praise the Lord, family, and welcome back to another episode of The Gospel Underground. I am so, so, so happy to be back, (laughs) y'all. It's been a little minute, but here I am, okay? And I'm so grateful to be back, to share, and support into you all in your music ministries. So uh, in case you did not know, I had to take a bit of a break I know, in the middle of season five, or at the beginning of season five, actually. But I had to take a pause break because, um, as I said in the last episode, episode 21, I was summoned to do grand jury duty. And y'all, whoo, I thought that I was going to have the bandwidth to continue on like normal. But God said, no, ma'am. Okay, so we're going to get into that a little bit later, but I'm just so happy to be back Man, it feels like I have not been behind this mic in forever. And it has actually, it's been quite a while. So today is a great day. I'm so grateful. I hope that you are happy to hear from me (laughs) as well. Today, I just want to kind of take things a little bit easy. I just want to ease myself back into the swing of things. And today I'm going to be sharing with you all music ministry updates from me, from my music ministry. As you all know, I don't just podcast, but I am an artist as well. And I try to uh, really practice what I preach and um, just share with you all my journey as I share with you all tips and resources to help you along your music ministry journey. So that's exactly what I'm going to do today. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you all some updates about my music ministry journey post the release of my single. As you all know, I released uh, my new single, When Judah Sings, January 28th. I'm going to share with you all some lessons from jury duty (laughs) because there was a lot to be learned uh, doing that. And then I'm going to share with you all what is up next for me and what I have up my sleeve. Okay, so make sure you stay tuned for today's episode. Now, before we dive in, you know, I have to share with you all today's Indie Artist Spotlight of the Week. And today, the spotlight is shining on Beverly Song Burton. Yes, she just released her new single, Undefeated. And you all, we share a producer and now we share a videographer. So shout out to you, sis. We just want to encourage you and lift you up, let you know that we see you, we are praying for you, and we are always rooting for the indie artist, okay? By the time you all hear this, the music video for her single will have dropped uh, April 15th, this Friday, actually. Uh, April 15th. So make sure you guys go out and support her. All of her contact information will be in today's show notes. So make sure you guys show some love. If you want to connect, collaborate, whatever it is, make sure you reach out and you do that because we are a community and we support one another. So shout out to you, sis. God bless you on your new song. It is beautiful. It's entitled Undefeated. And if you all would like to listen to it, you can make sure you go to the Gospel Underground playlist, which is available on Apple Music, as well as Spotify. So we love you. Again, God bless you. And continue to allow the Lord to have his way in you and in your music ministry. 
So as I said at the top of this episode, I am back y'all from a long (laughs) break, but I am back and I'm feeling pretty charged up. Okay. You know, I've had some time to reflect and to meditate and to really dig down deep and figure out what I want and to really review what I've been doing. And so I have some updates to share with you all. So the first thing I want to talk about is post the release of my single When Judah Sings. So as you all know, I released When Judah Sings on January 28th, right at the end of the month, um, at the top of the new year. And I had plans to do all this marketing and all this stuff. And while I did get the opportunity to do some of it, um, that was kind of cut short <laughs> once I got that summons to do jury duty. But before I had to go in and serve, um, I did do a bit of marketing. I got my song listed on some playlists on Spotify and y'all, I got some bomb news. My song, when Judah sings, it reached 10 K all time listens on Spotify. And I am just so grateful for that. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful for that because we make music for people to listen to it. You know, not just to say, oh, I'm an artist. I have a song. No, we want people to listen to it. And so the fact that people have been listening, it's been getting those streams. uh, It's been getting listed on those playlists and things like that. I am so happy and so, so, so grateful. Uh, We've also been shopping the song to different radio stations and my song is in rotation. So those are some things that I was able to do before I got whisked away. And I am so happy. I'm so happy about the outcome. I'm so grateful to be in rotation on radio. I'm so grateful to have reached the 10K mark of all time streams for my song. Like that is such a blessing. And, you know, I just continue to pray over all of the music that the Lord gives me that as it goes out, that it really touches and convicts the hearts of people and draws them closer to God and and get them thinking about God more, right? Because we are living in some crazy times and we need to have God on our mind, in our heart, at the tip of our tongue, all around us, okay? So I'm always super excited when I see that my music is reaching new heights and, and going the, the distance really, you know, spreading all across this world. I am so, 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 so grateful for that. So yeah. Um, thank God for those two things that were able to happen before I got whisked away to jury duty, but very quickly <laughs> after I started making some traction with getting on, getting it on the radio and getting streams up, um, I got that good old summons in the mail and, and, you know, honestly, I just thought it was a regular, uh, jury summons, you know, I've been summoned before, um, you know, you go and you wait, they end up not calling your number, you go home and that's it. So I kind of thought that that was going to be the situation, but baby, when I tell you, no, ma'am, <laughs> this time it was a straight up, you have to serve. And I was like, wow. And it was crazy for me because I had never served even just a, a normal trial. So there are regular trials and then there's grand jury. And grand jury is basically where you hear more than one case um, and you decide whether or not um, the, 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 the defendant should be formally accused of a crime. That's what you do in grand jury. So we saw, I believe it's 42 cases. And, or, you know, when I say saw the, the prosecutors presented on 42 cases where they had to you know, describe the incident, bring the evidence, and then we would decide, um, you know, whether or not the person should be indicted. So (laughs) 
that was a lot. And we, we saw a multitude of things. We heard a multitude of things. And I can honestly say that grand jury duty is something that changes your life. It changes your life when you have to hear about crimes, um, really from nine to five. It was like going to work for me, honestly. Um, when you have to hear about crimes and you see the effects of these crimes, it it really is something that changes your life. So needless to say, there were many lessons that I learned um, while I was there. And I am the type of person where one of my favorite quotes is a wise man can learn from a fool. So no matter what situation I'm in, no matter what is going on around me, I'm always trying to find the lesson. I'm always asking God, like, why am I here? Like, what is this about? What am I supposed to learn from this? And the Lord, I have to say, he was certainly with me. That process was very emotionally, mentally, and spiritually draining. I had to be very prayerful. I did a lot of prayer journaling. And I think that was what really kind of like kept me together and held my mind. Because like I said, we we had to hear and see some things, child. Um, but yeah, the Lord really just gave me a deep understanding. One of those things um, I will share is the fact that these defendants, while most, if not all of them, needed to be indicted for the crimes that they were accused of, I saw the opportunity to pray for them because, you know, people do things and they make mistakes and it seems like other humans, we just kind of throw them away. But I saw the opportunity to pray for them. That's still a soul. That's a, that's somebody's child that's somebody's parent that's somebody's, you know, they belong to God. And so while they may have done something that was incredibly evil or incredibly just terrible and life changing, they still need to be prayed for. So that was something that I was doing a lot. I was prayer journaling for myself. I was praying for all the different, you know, names and situations that came across our desk. And I'm so grateful to God for that. But I also learned some things that I have been able to apply to my music ministry. You know, like I said, I'm always looking for the lesson. And one resounding lesson that really kind of just trickles down to everything was when you don't have a, have a lot of time and a lot of energy, you have to really decide what is important. And as I said earlier, that process was extremely mentally, physically, and spiritually draining. So while I thought I was going to be able to come home and, and you know, do my podcast and pour into y'all, no, ma'am, it, it just was not going to happen. So I had to really decide what was important in the moment, you know? Um, and, and I applied that to my music ministry because I think sometimes we get so caught up with all of the bright, shiny objects, right? We want to do all of the things, you know, we see our peers, our neighbors doing all of the things. We see the award shows, the stellars are getting ready to come up. We see so many people getting nominated and we are running to do all of these extra things, but I think sometimes we need to pause and like ask ourselves, what is the important thing? What is the important thing? And I'm so grateful that the Lord allowed me to reach that mark um, of 10K streams and allow me to continue to submit my music and have it uh, accepted and in rotation on radio stations because having my music heard while I was there, I had a lot of time to think about this, but having my music heard 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 is huge for me I am a person that is I'm very lyrical 
If you ever listen to my music, you will know I'm very intentional about my lyrics. And that's because I want somebody to listen. I want them to listen. I want, uh, you know, my community to meditate on what words the Lord gave me. I don't, I don't take it for granted that I ask God for lyrics and he gives them to me. So that is, I really discovered that having my music heard is extremely important to me. Extremely, extremely important to me. You might never see my face, but I want you to hear and I want you to listen to my music. You know, I might not ever do another music video again, or I might not ever win another award. I might not ever travel across the seas to sing God's praises again, but I want, if my music can travel there without me, that's fine. I need it to be heard. That is a a deep desire of mine. Something, something else that is very, very important to me is growing my community and serving my community. So, you know, a couple of episodes back, I did a episode on um, having a fan base versus having a community. So when I say community, what I'm talking about is fan base, but you know, I'm not really, I don't want fans. I don't want fanatics. I want a community that I can serve. Um, and that is the other thing. The second thing that, that I discovered that is truly, truly, truly important to me. I know that God has given me an assignment as a musician, and I really am serious about building my community and serving my community. I believe wholeheartedly that I am here for a purpose, and I am here to serve a group of people in a space, in a time. I believe that wholeheartedly. I believe somebody needs my music. I believe somebody needs my testimony. I believe somebody needs to see how I live, how I live what I sing. Come on, okay? Um, and I really want to serve them. That is a strong desire of mine. Um, so yeah, like like I said, I had a lot of time to think, y'all. <laughs> a lot of time to think. And one of the things that kind of really rocked me was as I was listening to these different cases, you know, we heard cases about young people, you know, doing things that are just really not of God. I could clearly see how the enemy has infiltrated this generation and has turned their hearts far from God, far, far, far away from God. I see how even older generations, you know, older people, we heard about crimes with older people. We saw things with older people. I could just really see that sin is like strong out in these streets. Okay. People have no sense of God. Something that came to me really strongly was that people are living really low lives. And I don't, I'm not talking about low vibration because all this new age stuff, I, I'm sick of it. I'm talking about they, they're living low in the sense of no hope. So when you don't have hope, you are liable to do anything. You don't care about nothing. If you have no hope, you just out here. And so I feel so strongly to be on my post, to build my community, show them, hey, I know that you have a need and God has planted me here to serve that need. I feel so, so strongly about that. Listening to and seeing the crimes that are being committed, seeing the 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 sense of hopelessness that is in the world. And, and this is just one term of jury duty that I served. Okay. 
uh, you know, there were there was a, a woman within our panel. This was her second time serving on grand jury duty. And there were other people who had done, you know, normal trials, not grand jury. But what I'm saying is like, this was a first experience for me. And I was so moved as a believer. I was just so moved. And I believe that God positioned me there purposefully to see, you know, I think sometimes as believers, we're really, we live in a very cushioned world. And it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? Because as believers, you know, our, our, our salvation and our hope and our faithfulness to God protects us. And that's amazing. I'm so grateful for that. I've lived a very cushy and protected life. And I believe sometimes the Lord allows us to experience things outside of our comfort zone to show us and to remind us, hey, I need you to be on your post. I need you to be doing your job. I need you out here crying loud and sparing. Not hello, somebody. I need you out here singing the songs of Zion so that people can build their hope and their faith in him. Okay. And so, you know, y'all, don't mind me. I'm just, I'm hyped. Like I said, I feel charged up and I just feel very, very strongly. That was the second thing that was really, really, that became really important to me. Um, and the last lesson from jury duty, uh, the, the, the thing that I found to be extremely important to me was being authentically myself, being authentically myself. Um, and what do I mean by that? I think sometimes in my life, and I'm gonna just go ahead and be vulnerable here, y'all. Okay. In my life, I have always been a dreamer. I have always been very creative. I have been a bit eclectic at times. (laughs) So just unusual and different. And I have second guessed that because it didn't look like what everybody else was doing. And, you know, when I was younger, I had this really strong need to fit in. Now that I'm older, I don't really feel that no more. But I do see in some spaces of my life where I kind of do go with the flow and I don't decide to do that thing that I wanted to do um, or share that thing that I wanted to share because I feel like, oh, it's not like insert person's name here. So it might not work. And that's just not true. You know, that's just not true. I've I've talked about it a lot um, when I teach about your assignment, but your unique personality, your unique experiences all qualify you to serve a unique group of people. And I want to serve them fully and completely. And I cannot do that by withholding myself. I cannot do that by trying to be like the next person. So, you know, I was really thinking about, uh, particularly as it pertains to like serving my community, and I was thinking about like, what do I want that to be like, right? What do I want that to feel like? Um, and I think by default, a lot of us musicians, we want fans because it's like, oh, that's that's what you're supposed to have, right? You make great music. Uh, it goes viral. People love it. And then you got a bunch of people fawning over you. But I was talking to the Lord about this and I was just like, yeah, that's not really what I want. I want my community to feel like my church family. That's what I want. You know, I want to show up with my natural hair. Just just the way it is, no added wig, no added nothing, just the way it is, you know, because there's somebody out there that looks like me. There's somebody out there that talks like me. There's somebody out there that 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 needs representation. And if I am not myself, then how are they going to get that representation? And also, it takes a lot of work to be like somebody else. And I also feel like, what 
blessings? What incredible things am I missing out on by trying to just follow the footsteps of another person? Right. Granted, I'm not saying that you can't learn nothing from people that have come before you, but I don't want to be a carbon copy. You know, people are like, oh, you're going to be the next Vicky Winans. And y'all know I love me some Vicky. Okay. So I ain't mad at that compliment, but I don't want to be her. I want to be the one, the only, the first and the last Janice Levine. And so I am determined to continue to show up as myself, as I am, (laughs) as I am in my music. You know, I grew up with a very diverse palette of music, I would say. Um, I listen to a lot of Christian pop (laughs) music. I listen to just a lot of Christian music. Um, And that's okay. That is okay. It, It has helped shape the way that I write, the way that I hear music. And I love it. I love what has come out of that. And I'm not gonna judge, um, what I create. I'm not going to judge how I show up because it doesn't look like the next person. I hope that makes sense. (laughs) But yeah, so those are just some of the things that really made me, Oh, those are some of the things that I learned from jury duty. People need your music. They need gospel music. Because they are hopeless and they are living low lives with with no sense of godliness, with no sense of God and salvation at all, right? So I'm focusing on getting my music heard. These are the things that I found to be important from that, from that experience. My music has to be heard. So that's what I'm going to work to do. I'm going to work to get it heard. I want to grow and serve thoroughly my community. So I'm going to do that. And I cannot do that without showing up authentically myself. So those are some of the things that I learned or, or some of the things that uh, I had a, a good amount of time to reflect on while in jury duty. And I just feel, like I said before, charged up and so inspired uh, to to just be the type of musician that I saw in my mind when I was in my mirror with my brush (laughs) singing like a little girl. Um, That was the unadulterated authentic me then. And I had big dreams and big goals and I feel like God has brought them back to me. And I'm so, so, so excited about it. So what is next for me and my music ministry? Well, the first thing that's next is this Wednesday, I will be filming the music video for When Judah Sings. Yes, I am so excited and so happy and a little bit nervous because, you know, you want things to go well. But I'm just so happy and I'm so excited. I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. I have a couple friends and family that are going to be um, a part of it. And I just cannot wait for y'all to see it. You've already heard the music. Uh, if you haven't yet, make sure you're going over to Apple Music, Spotify, all the places, even my website, to purchase and stream. And I just cannot wait to bring the, the the visuals to life. All right. So y'all wait on that. I'll, I'll be announcing when the video is coming out soon. The next thing I'm going to be doing is getting back to my marketing plan. <laughs> you know, that that month of March just really gut punched my plans. 
but it's okay because I had a, a, a moment to reflect and to recharge. And so I'm going to be getting back to my marketing plan. A lot of the things that I planned um, required me to show up. So when I had to, when I was summoned, I, I just could not show up for that. So I'm getting back to that. So I will be sharing more content on my YouTube channel. I will share the link uh, to my personal music ministry YouTube channel uh, in the show notes. So if you would like to follow me, you can do that there. And my personal newsletter for my music ministry. Um, I'm so, so, so excited about sharing more of my journey. Okay. And uh, really getting back to marketing my music and all that good stuff. And last but certainly not least, later on in the summertime, Y'all pray, because I think I'm going to release another single. So y'all wait on it. Get signed up. <laughs> Get signed up to my newsletter. Make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel um, so that you can stay connected with me. And from time to time, I will come back here on the podcast and share with you all my personal music ministry updates. So I pray that this episode blessed you. I pray that it inspired you. I pray that it sparked some reflection within you uh, to really dig deep and figure out what is most important to you in your music ministry. What is most important and work towards that. What what is the what are the things that are going to make you content, right? I think sometimes we think about contentment as a bad word, but it's not. It, it, contentment is you have set a goal, you work towards that goal, you achieved it, and now you are satisfied. That's what contentment is. So, I want you to think about that. What is most important to you and your music ministry? And how are you going to work to get that? How are you going to work to make that come to pass so that you can be content? All right. So I love you guys. I hope this episode was a blessing to you all. If it was, I would love for you to give me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And also make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the underscore gospel underground and all of the important links and all that good stuff will be in our show notes. So make sure you always check there. All right. I love you guys so much. Stay focused on Jesus. Keep one other in prayer and I will speak to you next week. <laughs>